0: And Welcome back to Lounge With Books, I'm Sophie and I'm Claire and we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books and me and Claire love to read loads and loads of different books but we also like to share a book together and our first book of 2024 is Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black and this is her debut novel and we did do an interview with Laurel in one of our previous episodes so do go check that out on the podcast, she's a very interesting author and she tells you all about the book and how she built the world. So me and Claire have read the first six chapters, and we're gonna briefly discuss what we felt about the book so far, and then set our next reading target for Lost Kingdom. So Claire, what are your thoughts? As someone that has stated multiple times that you're not a fantasy fan, has Lost Kingdom sitting for you?
1: Well, I can honestly say I am finding it quite an easy read. It's not too complicated. I started getting a little bit worried at the beginning when she mentioned like eight tribes, eight, uh, there was eight kingdoms, wasn't there, or whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, there's loads of them. But actually, it's not working out that way. And I already know what the Rathalans are, and the Zavians and Kovacs. So I'm already getting used to it because of how she's writing and introducing them. So it's... It's reading really lovely. I'm really enjoying it actually. And I'm really enjoying the double narrative as well.
0: Yeah, I really I really like that as well. And I think because it is YA, it's just very fast paced. And as you say, the way she's broken down like the fantasy world, you know, you hear all these names and you think, I'm never gonna remember that. But then she she's tied each of the clan's magic to quite a unique element so to speak so you can be like oh yeah that's the people that have like the earth magic oh yeah that's the people that have like bears as friends and that's the people with the feather tattoo you know that's how i'm remembering it i'm just thinking i'm tying them to what their magic is and then it's easy for me to place them in the story and as you say raffland's evil that's all i need to know about them evil people that disappeared and then reappeared and only the rafflands are quite interesting because they seem to have no magic and they disappeared off the face of the earth and then all of a sudden reappeared and took one stronghold and then have been like stealing magical people as they go but haven't really moved their armies any further afield and they're using like this mineral that they find in this mine to stop people from using their magical abilities and I just think What are the Wrathland's end goals? They're, they're, you know, they clearly have the power if they want to overcome all these magical people, but they've stopped for some reason and are waiting to do something.
1: How are they getting them into the mines as well? Mm. Are they tricking them to come in there? I don't know. Or are they just kidnapping them? Yeah, I
0: think kidnapping through, like, small raiding parties. But I just, I still, if you've got a massive bear how can you be taken by these raffle lands unless they're like chucking collars? I just I just feel like these bears need to start eating people. There's not enough bears eating people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're on page 60 and I want people being eaten <laughs> by bears. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, because you'd think that they would stand up to them, but maybe, well, I don't know why. But anyway, it's quite scary because once they put these collars onto the, the victims... They lose all their powers don't they Mm. and their their companion so the bears end up being taken away from them and that connection severed which is
0: is not very nice but yeah so far as you say i I, i'm quite enjoying it as well i'm there's so much intrigue in this book of like who the characters are what their motivations are how they're going to link together what all the different like races are up to and and what's going to be the resolution of this conflict but our two main characters is Raven who's a girl who seemingly has no memory she just has ended up in this mine and she doesn't know what's going on she's having a bit of a tough time but she's got almost like a friend helping her hen who she met in the mine and has been looking after her and then we've got Jeddak who is from the Kovac tribe which is the tribe that has like a bear friend and He's on some sort of mission to rescue his betrothed who's been taken, but not by the Rathlands, but by another tribe. That's what I've gathered anyway. What, Leela? You think she's been yeah. taken
1: by another tribe?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's the Rathlands that have taken her.
1: It didn't sound that way. I thought um, it was that girl, was didn't I, that, mm. was first, uh, with, that we first got introduced to in the, that first page. But yeah, I'm not sure it would be her because I think he would have recognised her down in the mine. He would have maybe seen her or I'm surely he would know that that's where she is and she, he would be trying to rescue her.
0: Yeah, so I don't so, think they've yeah. taken her. No. But he's come to this Raffeland stronghold, which is quite dangerous when you're a magical person. And he's looking for some sort of information which he's going to use to barter to get his fiance back. And what he's looking for is someone from this Zavian tribe, which nobody has seen for eons. And it just so happens, Raven appears to be from this tribe.
1: And yeah. the way these
0: two meet is completely by chance, really. Um But is it fate? I don't know. Fantasies and fate, they love it. Fantasies love a good fate storyline.
1: <laughs> there is no the, I chance. Think, <laughs> I think the author has done it really well, though, because he's been guided by somebody on the outside to go into this mine, hasn't he? Into the Rathalan mm. lair and find this information and just happens to bump into this scene that is happening between Hen and Raven and meet this Rathalan. there, <laughs> Bleh. And gets involved with that. He actually did make things worse in the end, though. Because I just,
0: seriously yeah Jedak. sometimes yeah. why you know you either walk away or you do something about it you don't like yeah. intend to do something about it and then walk away mm. <laughs> it was so bad he definitely made things worse didn't he yeah he did he did and he, he just <laughs> didn't make anything better to be
1: honest but anyway this all happens this this thing that happens and then suddenly there's a girl on the scene who's managed oh, to get gosh. into the yes. mine yes called Sora, sora. oh sora,
0: sora not I sora <laughs> sora <laughs> sora. <laughs> sora yeah she just appeared out of nowhere she like appeared out of nothing and was like raven i know who you are i know what tribe you're from we're all yeah. waiting for you how did you end up in here and i'm thinking sora do you not know where you are? How did you end up in here? <laughs> like, this mine is, like,
1: impenetrable. And then all I'm going to say is clunk.
0: Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Kadunk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is taken away by somebody else who is clearly interested in the Zavian tribe.
0: And clearly evil, because he's, like, the commander of Rathlan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. As as openings go for fantasies, Laurel's done quite well. She started it like quite small, so you can almost understand the characters and, and a little bit of the world. And I have a feeling with this story, it's going to expand, and every time the world gets bigger, we'll learn more and more about it. And I think as fantasies go, that is a really nice way to get eased into one, rather than feeling like you've been dropped halfway into the story and you've got no idea who anybody is. Absolutely.
1: Anyway, I am looking forward to reading on. Yeah, where are we reading up to, Claire? Ooh, I think we should go up to chapter 14, because then we've done another seven chapters. Yeah, sounds good. That take, so that takes us up to page 127. Yeah, cool. So chapter 14, which is page 127.
0: Fantastic, so brilliant. So that's what we're going to be reading up to. So we're doing another seven chapters. And the reason we're going to be reading a bit more is that I just find this book quite easy to read. I read it quite quickly and I just want to know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seven is the magic number for this book. We'll do it by seven chapters each time, maybe, depending on how long the chapters end up being. So that is Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black. Hopefully you're joining along reading with us or we've enticed you to pick up a copy after listening to today's podcast. But what else have we been reading? Because we don't just read one book, we read many. What are you reading at the moment, Claire?
1: Well I have only got one book on the go at the moment and it's still The Sum of Our Days by Isabel allende which is a memoir and it's quite interesting. And like I said last week, she's right she's writing this story like she's talking to Paula who is her daughter that died. But There's some interesting characters in in her life and some interesting things that happen in her life. She's married to a, a man called Willie and his children has not had such a great time with his children. One of his children was called Jennifer and she was a drug addict and... Basically, they tried to put her into treatment through her life, and when she got to, I think it was she was in her early twenties, she disappeared. So they haven't, they don't know where she is. They, we don't know if she's died. They've sort of had a, a service to say that they think she has died because they went to a clairvoyant, and this clairvoyant type person had basically said that she'd been taken and killed. (laughs) Which is not really a very nice thing to be told, is it? But... How can they be so sure? (laughs) I know, I know. She's disappeared and has never been seen again. But she left behind a daughter. So she got pregnant and she had the baby. And then she left the hospital after she'd had the baby and went back out on her drug binge. And then so... There is the baby that is still in the life of, the, of Willie and um, Isabella Lend. And uh, she's got two mothers. So she's been adopted. That's nice. But then I've just found out that they've split up, but are oh. still living in the same house. So, yeah. And then in another part of the story, Isabel has a, a son called Nico. And he was married to uh, Celia, who was a very strong character in the book and very like um, disapproving of things, and actually was very vocal about not liking gay people. Oh But she left Nico for a woman. <gasps> yes.
0: So she was just closeted, she was yeah. just had a lot of internal yeah. homophobia,
1: yeah. And not only that, the woman she left him for was the girlfriend of another family member in the family.
0: No, yes, so they're like. <laughs> the, they were like girlfriends of the family members and just kept meeting up at
1: all these events and then yeah. went off together. Yeah. yeah, but Celia had three children with Nico. So she was in like a long marriage. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So much in this
0: family. I know.
1: So this is much why you drama.
0: write a memoir. <laughs> I know.
1: So, so, yeah. So that's, I'm still going with that book. I've nearly finished it.
0: Crikey, that's a lot. That's a lot going on. (laughs) And that's not even her life. That's just other people she knows. I finished He Who Drowned the World by Shelley Parker Chan. And last week I spoke about this book and I thought, oh, I don't know how it's going to wrap up. I think it's going to be a trilogy. Actually, the book did finish at a finite point. So it was a duology. So it was just the two books. And I have to say, I think this could be one of my favourite series of like all time. I think... These two books, in like a couple years' time, I'll go back and reread them like I do with Lord of the Rings. I just loved the world so much. I mean, to be fair, ancient China is quite an interesting setting anyway because of everything that was going on in that time and there were so many dynasties and uprisings and warfare. But just the characters, you know, Shelley Parker Chan would write a character and they'd do something and you would absolutely hate them for what they did and you'd be like, oh... What a, what a villain and then like a couple of chapters later you, you'd you be rooting for them and being like I want you to win this fight and it would be such a such a crazy roller coaster of emotions like someone that was a villain in the first book almost becomes a bit of an anti-hero in the second book and you want everything for them and the way their story ends is so tragic and there was just so much adrenaline you near know, the end of the second book because characters were being killed off. You were worried about certain characters being killed off. I was worried that she was going to end it unhappily. And the ending, even though a lot of character stories ended unhappily, the, the main person that I wanted to be happy and the ending was actually pleasant. Like I was like, okay, we've been through all of that. And the ending was actually good. Like it was a nice ending. As nice as this book's ending could have been, if that makes sense, what, what I wanted it to be. But oh my gosh, all the characters went through such a crazy time. But it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. If you like fantasy, if you like ancient China, if you like good characters and interesting relationships, yeah, I'd really recommend it. I love them both. Like I say, I slated the first book for its ending because I thought it was a standalone and I was devastated. But the two together are actually phenomenal. And I I think I will go back and reread the first one. Just to be like, how did we get here? How did we get to He Who Drowned the World? Because, yes, great stories. Really, really
1: loved it. Loved it. That's an overdue from you, then.
0: It is an overdue. I I finished the book, Claire. And do you know when you've, like, finished... I don't know if you've ever had this, when you finish a book or a movie or something that you've spent a lot of time doing, and then you just feel like there's a bit of an emptiness. you're like, oh that's that's done now and it's just a sad feeling because you keep thinking back to it and you'll never read that again for the first time and have all those emotions because you know what's going to happen so yeah no brilliant book definitely an overdue for me
1: oh wow yeah i'm pleased it ended good i i was worried there
0: was a tense few chapters where i thought it was all gonna end really badly but no, it was a really good book. And I've picked up a book that my mum got me for Christmas, which also has another beautiful cover. Because instead of... Usually hardcovers have like a dust jacket and that's got the pretty design on it. This book is a hardback and it's got no dust cover on it. And the like cover of the book is just printed directly onto the hardback. Oh, I've wow. never seen that before. Um, So it looks cover-wise like a paperback but it's on a hardback and it's about a bookshop so it's called Welcome to the Hunnam Dong Bookshop which I definitely could have pronounced incorrectly and this is translated by Shanna Tan and originally written by Huang Bo Riem which again I've probably butchered the pronunciation there and this is I think a Korean novel as it says here on the front, a runaway Korean sensation. So, I have no idea what it's about. I literally, just put my bookmark in it this morning. But yeah, it's uh, a book set in Korea, and I think it's about running a little bookshop there. So I think it's going to be a nice little relaxing read, good for your well-being, and uh, will break up all the fantasy drama that I've been reading. <laughs> I think you need to put a picture of that on. Uh, Instagram. I, I will. I. I need to do so much Instagram posting, but someone did say, one of the bookstagrammers I follow, that the bookshop on the front is the same bookshop that's on the back, but there's Spot the Differences. No. Yeah, so you can look through it and and see what the differences are in each scene, because they're like set during different times of the day. And uh, there's a little doggy on the front. I'm all about books with dogs on the front. So, yeah, really looking forward to that one. I think it'll be a nice, peaceful read. And, again, another one kind of set in, in Asia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely doing the 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 different authors, right? Variation. I tried. <laughs> and, obviously, tried my to, uh... the author of my book is Chilean-American. So, uh, yeah.
0: You're reading a lot of different cultures as well in, around yes. the world.
1: Yeah, because I've done a full of Swedish authors. All very different genres as well. Which is good. We keep it good. mixed up.
0: <laughs> Me and Claire always vary our reading, which is why it's <laughs> great to listen to our podcast. So, you know, obviously, fellow listener, do pass it on to your friends. They might want to listen to some melodic tones as we talk about books <laughs> and all the things we've been reading and places we visited in our books. <laughs> But yes, follow us on Instagram at lounging With Books. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a message. Let us know you're enjoying it. But otherwise, it is goodbye from me. And hey, it's goodbye from me.